Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church. So last week we started a new series called The Ties That Bind Us. And Greg introduced the series by talking about how important it is for us to be in community and in fellowship and how difficult it can be to be in isolation. And the dangers of isolation have been so highlighted these last few weeks with this COVID pandemic that we've found ourselves in this year. And we've seen a lot of people really struggling with loneliness during those times of isolation. And we've collectively, I think, seen the importance of being together, being with other people, but particularly being connected with the right people and having Jesus at the center of our relationships so that we have that cord of three strands that can never be broken. So today, I want to talk about family ties. And when I say family ties, I'm more talking about our family as a church. When, if we are in community, if we are in fellowship, the relationships that we have within that community are vitally important to the health of the community, but also to our own individual health. So we're going to be talking today about communicating within our church family because communication is the glue that holds people together. In a marriage, communication is important. In a family, communication is important. And in a church community, communication is really important because as a church we are a family we're not a business we're not a company we're not an organization we do things around a dinner table in fellowship we don't do things in a boardroom we're not employers and employees we are family members in relationship in loving relationships with one another as Lighthouse, we talk about how we are a family passionate about the Great Commission. So we're in relationship, we're in community, and we have a common goal, something that we are striving towards. In Galatians chapter 3, we're told, in Christ, we are all children of God, not employees. Romans chapter 8 says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. This idea of adoption is that we have been chosen to be a part of a family by a loving father. And this idea of being heirs is that we have been chosen to receive his divine inheritance and we call him Abba Father, Daddy Father. We are in a family, a loving 
community. So how do we do these relationships within the context of our church family? I just want to read um, a passage of scripture from Ephesians chapter 4. And in some versions you'll see it's that passage of scripture is called Instructions for Christian Living or Living as Children of Light. And it really is an amazing passage and I think we could read it every day for 30 days and get something new out of it each time. And I want to encourage you to just spend some time meditating over these verses. But Ephesians chapter 4, starting at verse 17. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity with a continual lust for more. You, however, did not come to know Christ that way. Surely you heard of him and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry and do not give the devil a foothold. He who has been stealing must steal no longer but must work doing something useful with his own hands that he may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. So there's a lot that we can get from that scripture. And I'm just going to bring out two points. The first one is that as a family, as a community, as a church, we need to have a loving honesty. Verse 25 there says, put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor. Matthew 18, Jesus said, if your brother sins against you, go and show him his fault just between the two of you. And in verse 15 of Ephesians 4, it tells us that speaking the truth in love helps us to grow into a mature body, a mature family, a mature community. Speaking the truth in love. If we look at that passage in Matthew 18, it's important that we realize that it says, just between the two of you, go and speak to your brother 
just between the two of you. We need to speak directly with one another, not be talking about each other. In Titus chapter 3, it says, slander no one or speak evil of no one. It's important that we learn not to involve other people in the quarrels that we have. As humans, we have a tendency to fight our corner, to gain support for ourselves against others, to make other people see that we are right. But if we have something against a brother within the church, we need to go to them or a sister and speak directly with them. There's a verse in Proverbs chapter 26 that says, He who passes by and meddles in a quarrel not his own is like one who takes a dog by the ears. So you can imagine the scenario of um, two dogs in a fight and walking up and grabbing one of the dogs by the ears to try and stop the fight. You're likely to get bitten. You're likely to get involved in the fight. And the Bible says that's what happens when we get involved in other people's quarrels and other people's difficulties. These scriptures are telling us to be loving, but to be honest. And very often when there are um, quarrels amongst people, just a simple conversation can change our perspective on the situation. Sometimes we just don't know the whole story and speaking directly with that person can make all the difference. There's a lovely little scripture in Proverbs chapter 25, which I think we often uh, gloss over. In verse 8 of Proverbs 25, it says, Don't jump to conclusions. There may be a perfectly good explanation for what you have just seen. Now that comes from the message version, which puts the Bible into everyday language that is easy for us to understand. In the NIV and the New King James versions, it talks about don't be quick to go to court with an accusation against someone because their argument might turn against you and put you to shame. Um, and I've often read that and glossed over it because I've never had the opportunity or the need to go to court. But when we look at it in this everyday language, sometimes we don't know all the details. So don't jump to conclusions about something you've heard or something you've seen. Rather go directly to the person and sort it out in a loving and honest way. So that's loving honesty. The second thing that we need to have as a, a family member within the church is gentle humility. In verse 32 of Ephesians 4, it says, Be kind and compassionate, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. Now, God forgave us for so much. And when we begin to understand that, we start to find it a little bit easier to forgive others because as humans, again, pride comes in. That's often not an easy thing for us to do. But the Bible is exhorting us to be kind and compassionate and forgiving. In Romans chapter 12, it says, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love, in honor, giving preference to one another. And in verse 2 of Ephesians 4, it says, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. 
make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Here's the thing, we will not all get along all of the time. In Luke chapter 17, Jesus said, offenses will come, but there is a way to deal with those offenses. In 1 Corinthians 13, it tells us love is not rude, love is not proud, love is not self-seeking. So friends, let's be kind to one another. Let's be humble in our relationships. Let's be different to the world around us. I don't work in a big office in town, but I've heard friends, Christian friends, talking about how difficult it can be because groups will get together and they will be talking about other people. They will be gossiping about other people. In Matthew chapter 15, Jesus lists um, a bunch of sins that he says makes us unclean from the inside. And slander, which is very close to gossip, is listed there amongst the sins that we would consider the worst sins, like murder and adultery. Jesus lists them right up there together. In Proverbs chapter 26, it says, Without wood, a fire goes out. Without gossip, a quarrel dies down. So just as you, if you want to stop your fire, you take the wood out so there's no fuel. If we speak well of each other, and if we don't speak badly about each other, then quarrels will die down, and we can be lovingly honest and gentle with each other. As followers of Jesus, we need to stand out and be different to show that gentle humility. The Bible says when we become born again, we become a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. In that Ephesians 4 passage, it says, When you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. We need to do away with the old way of doing things and bring in the new. Romans chapter 12, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. Friends, we are a family. Let's do relationships like a healthy, loving, respectful family would do relationships. Let's keep Christ at that center, that cord of three strands that will never be broken. I'm going to close now with just a short portion of scripture and I'm going to go back to the Message Bible just to put that Romans chapter 12 passage into everyday language to encourage us in the way that we live. So Romans chapter 12 verse 1 and 2 from the Message Bible. Here's what I want you to do, God helping you. 
Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embrace, embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to the culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you. Quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings out the best in you, develops well-formed maturity in you. Friends, let's be loving, honest, gentle and humble as we do relationships in our church community. Jesus, thank you that you are the head of our house. Thank you that you have given us instructions, that you have taught us how you want us to live. Jesus, we give you permission to work in our hearts and in our minds to help us put off the old self and put on the new man that we have in you. We pray that you would speak to us as we do relationships within our church family. And we pray that as outsiders look in, they will see the love, the honesty, the gentleness, and the humility. May you be glorified through us. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Please consider supporting this ministry by making a donation on the giving page at leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.